Let's go. 38. Hey, yo. Huh. Now, I'm the reason why our heart is broken. I dogged her and left her without a quarter. And you bought her roses. I was cool with the robbers. I called them over. My first rollie, half price. I bought it stolen. I'm the nigga that your daughter chosen. I chose to put her on the road with bricks and an automotive. I met a line. I had charges open. I was nervous. Asked God for a sign. Then it started snowing. I seen a rare hustle. God was showing. He put me inside of a haystack. Then I started. Sewing. The reason why they ribs started showing. I bought a four-bedroom house out west and started growing. And now sell weed, I smoke it. I'm lying, I'm just dealing with some problems with postage. I'm silent and focused, where they hopeless. Niggas did time, came home, now they pop on the coaches. Gotta watch who you roll with. Fans been watching since 06. They heard what I profit from road trips. My block was explosive, and I had it locked in a closed fist. Trips to the tropics to go fish. Two watches and four whips. You own shit when you open. Safety deposit boxes with Joe Prince. Huh? It's big money on the top of my phone list. If it wasn't for y'all moms, then y'all thought to be homeless. Told the waiter I like my fillet not to be boneless. Sitting at the restaurant discussing properties closing. Y'all mad we got to be holding. I told y'all that I would Yo. be rich. That was prophecy spoken. Motherfucker. It's my turn. We was all patient from tropics. Whole onions got the stove jumping and the floor shaking. None of my bras basic. My bitch taking trips to far places in return. I take care of the car payment. So y'all really think I left the streets? They know the flow sick and see me posting pics when I just left the beach. I'm still getting it. I'm just discreet, nigga. I'm the extra link. Don't nothing move if it don't connect to me. My OG told me the game twisted. I said the drugs still selling, they just not going for the same ticket. Just for my niggas upstate bitten, weight lifting, who had spots jumping in LA like Blake Griffin. I wake up and every day Christmas, I'm Saint Nickin', break bricks and I got cookies on my plate sitting. I was good, now I'm great with it, block with no shake in it, blender turn it to powder in eight minutes. I fuck with real killers, a lot of niggas shoot, minutes 40 probably knock your bitch up out of Jimmy Choo. When the plug drop it off, he stopping power. With me too, it's so strong. I gotta cook it in a biochemist suit. I left early cuz they ain't teach me common sense in school. They sold the American dream, but I was not convinced as you. Game come with profit, bitches, opposition coops. All kind of shit is obvious, it's consequences too. Uh, and ever since I was little, I was in the loop. Turn my mother front porch to a monumental stoop. You remember me and probably hope that I remember you. But only faces I know stuffed in my pocket and they blew. Uh, Get the flicking, nigga, that's all work, all work. 
nigga, that's hard work. Drive, that's hard work. Tell a driver, be cool, case the dog search. I'm selling candy by the square like Starburst. Fuck rap, crack made me a star first. Told a bitch that you gotta suck me off first. Put a star on your tongue like Converse. A nigga playing with my paper, get his mom murked. And if he rap, I'ma catch him at his concert. Third person, no talking involved. Want that song for that hog? You gotta talk to my dog. Last nigga slipped up, got caught with that hog. Now we walk in the yard, bitch had to auction his cause. I'm a pimp, what I look like stalking the frog. Put that bitch on her knees like she talking to God, huh? And he's broke, niggas ass high, double cash. Throw the white in the water like a bubble bath. I need that money tonight, nigga. That money my life. I said I do to that paper. I made that money my wife, nigga. That's all work. That's all work. Nigga, that's all work. That's all work. My baby mind say I'm tripping. Baby mind say I'm slipping. I get that pot and that fork, and then my wrist get the flicking, nigga. That's all work. All work. Nigga, that's hard work. Hard work. What's good? What's going on? Welcome to the second installment of the Street Conservative today. I want to give a salute to everybody who tuned into the show earlier today. I'm trying something new. I'm going to see how it works out. I'm going to see if we get the same numbers here on the Street Conservative at nighttime that we get during the day. If not, we'll go back to Boss Talk Radio. Um, We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to talk about. The, the, the psyops that's going on is continuing to get worse. It's continuing to get worse. It's... It's getting worse. It's, it's getting so bad that you have individuals breaking fundamental rules of our society. This is how bad this Trump derangement syndrome is. This is how deep it is. It's, it's borderline psychopathic. But Y'all already know what it is, man. Before we get into that, make sure you support the channel. Make sure you go to, make sure you click the subscribe button and also click the bell so you'll be notified whenever we go live. Make sure you support the channel. You can do so by going to Cash App, dollar sign, The Angry Man. Make the Cash App ring during the stream. 
Or if you have a question, comment, or statement that you would like me to read out loud, you can put that in the super chat like Walt Diddy has done. Shout out to Walt Diddy. He said, peace AM. The intro graphics. Dope. Peace to you and thanks for what you do for us. I'm grateful for it. Amen. Shout out to Walt Diddy. Appreciate you, bro. Y'all haven't subscribed to Walt Diddy yet. Y'all need to go over there and subscribe to the brother's channel. Turner! Shout out to Perfect Blue. Perfect Blue says salute AM. No doubt. Appreciate you, broski. But like I said before, we got a lot. Turner! To we, we got a lot to talk about. The main thing that we're going to talk about um, earlier today, while I was doing the show earlier, um, a couple of people came into the chat room and they had two things they wanted to know about. They wanted to know why the Trump team dropped the uh, Sharpie Gate lawsuit. I think that's out in Arizona, if I'm not mistaken. And they also wanted to know why Trump's some of Trump's lawyers were actually uh, dropping out of the um, out of the lawsuit. Well. I'm here to tell you I have done my research. Uh, as soon as I got off the show early today, I grabbed me something to eat. I went and I dug and dug and dug and I did my research and I found out. I found out exactly what happened and I found it out straight from the horse's mouth um, from one of the lawyers on. I found out why they dropped the case in Arizona from one of the lawyers on uh, Trump's team. And I also found out why some of the lawyers were quitting um, straight from Giuliani's mouth, the reason why they're doing that, you know? So we're gonna get into that. But before we get into that, we're gonna give time for people to pile in. And while we're waiting for everybody to pile in, make sure, like I said before, make sure you support the channel. Shout out to Bobby for the cash app, appreciate you. We need at least 20 people to hit the cash app and support the show. Make the cash app ring during the stream. Y'all already know how we do. Support the team. Turner! Because I'm going to tell you the truth. Eventually, I, I, need to get, I need to get on my louder with Crowder type-ish. You know? I need to get on my louder with Crowder type-ish. Eventually, I need to have a, a studio with a whole team so that I can really crank out content because I'm going to tell you the truth, like, me being a one-man team is, is exhausting. I'm not even going to front. Frolic Sports TV said, thank you for help getting subs. I'm over 100 now. Um, you guys, if you have not subscribed to Brolic Sports TV, y'all need to go over there and support the brother's channel. Make sure you subscribe to him. Um, Turner! Go check him out. See what he got going on over there. But, like I said, uh, eventually I gotta get a team. You know, I, I need somebody to work the cameras for me. I need, I need somebody to do editing. You know, all of these different things, you know, eventually. 
but you already know when it when it comes to uh yeah i'll definitely keep you in mind walt diddy when it comes to Shout out to Art of Ibmore. Art of Ibmore said, for the cause, Last Ronin was good waiting on two. Yeah, Last Ronin was good, Art, but I'm going to tell you the truth, man. I, I'm not even going to front. It, it, it made me sad, bro. Now, I, I do understand, you know, when I was a kid, the first Ninja Turtle comic book I got was not the... You know, it wasn't the cartoon Ninja Turtles. It it was it was the old school hardcore. You know, when when they was just raw, and all of them had red band, red uh red masks. None of them they would none of their masks were separate. The only way you could separate them is by their weapons or whatever. So I understand that, but you know, when you're a kid and you get to the point to where you start watching the cartoon that kind of, you know made them more commercial and made them more uh you know made them more kid friendly turner it's kind of depressing to think about you know only one ninja turtle left and i wouldn't i'm not going to ruin it for you guys but only one ninja turtle left and three and the other three getting killed off it's really depressing it's really depressing when you think about it Shout out to Return of Black Kings. He said Marvel better than DC OG. Do you agree? Uh, I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that either is better than the other one because they're, they're, they're too different. They're too different. They, they both have their own qualities that I like. So Turner, I can't really say one is better than the other. Brother Zeke said, finally had discussion with the fam about Trump versus Biden. Harris result, we on our own out here, brothers, surrounded on all sides. Programming is real, BMI. No doubt. Brother Zeke, appreciate you. I mean, what'd you expect? What'd you expect? This is, what do you think? What do you guys think? Turner! What do you guys think The Matrix was about, right? What do you think the matrix was about? What do you think any of these movies and these shows were about? The resistance was always a small group of people, right? And you know, for us, unfortunately, we're a small group because of our culture, but the people who actually believe in Donald Trump's presidency and the things that he's done, they're not a small group of people. I mean, he had 71 million people vote for him. And I would argue that it's actually more people in favor of Donald Trump than, you know, than not. You feel me? Uh, G-Way said, when do the conservative league of gentlemen shirts come out? Oh, uh, you know what? I need to make some. I need to make some. I need to, I need to holler at tight T. Cause he came up with the name. I need to ask him if he minds or not, you know, but, um, I'll definitely make some, but yeah, getting back to what I was saying, Turner! um, 
like in in essence what we have going on you know and, and like i said before if you sit back and you look at if you sit back and you look at what we got going on I'm about to go off on my son. He is super loud. Can y'all hear him? I think the mic is probably canceling it out. Press one if y'all can. Press one if you can't hear him. Press one if you can't hear him. If I had that old mic, it would be picking up all of that. Y'all can't hear him? Cool. Good. I ain't got to go in there and, and, and wring his neck. Uh... Appreciate you, Perfect Blue. Perfect Blue said, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged, and many of them are so inert, so helplessly dependent on the system that they will fight to protect it. Were you listening to me, Neo, or were you looking at the woman in the red dress? So true. So true. Appreciate that, brother. Appreciate the 50 spot. Appreciate you. Cause we are on our own out here, brothers. We are. Turner! $50 ball sub. Stack up and match up. You are on your own. And that's the main reason. Look, you may not believe it, but I prepared you for this. If you've been watching me for a while, I prepared you for this. You know, I told you, I said, yo, you can't, you're not going to get anywhere with that pro-black agenda because you're you're kind of you're kind of caught in the middle if you think the way brothers in these spaces think you're going to be caught in the middle because on the one hand you understand what black folks are complaining about and the only reason why is because you grew up indoctrinated you grew up being socialized to believe that everybody that wasn't black was basically your enemy, right? It wasn't until you went out into the real world and you realized it's not that cut and dry. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. And the problem is once you go out into the real world and you are a, a brother with critical thinking and you start to view the world for what it is, you see some of what you were warned about, but it's not, that's not all of it. It's kind of like, if you ever want to see a perfect example of how black people are indoctrinated, especially black men at an early age, go back and look at, go back and look at the show Gargoyles. Cartoon Gargoyles. There's one episode where the, the younger gargoyles, uh, Brooklyn, Broadway, and Lexington, they find a, a messed up motorcycle and they repair it, right? And Brooklyn gets to drive it first. So he's driving it and, you know, he crashes the motorcycle um, because he tries to fit in with, you know, these, these other biker guys. And when he takes his helmet off, they realize he's a gargoyle, you know, but they don't know what he is. They just think that he's a monster. And so they try to attack him. And another gargoyle comes in and helps him while he's fighting. 
and it turns out to be Demona, who has a psychopathic hatred for all humankind, right? And so she takes him around the city and shows him these really messed up examples of, you know, human beings and their behavior. You know, she shows him an argument going on between a wife and a husband and the kid runs out of the house and she's like, how do you expect them to share a world with us? And they won't even, they can't even share a home with each other, right? And so she convinces him to steal the Gomorrah Markanorum, which is book of magic, right? And she uses the book to turn Goliath into, into a slave. And, you know, after everything is said and done and they figure out how to get the spell war off on him, uh, um, Brooklyn says, I'm sorry, Goliath. She, she, she tricked me. She, you know, she, I really believed what she was saying. And, you know, that, that cartoon is really underrated for so many reasons. If you've ever watched it, you'll know why I'm saying it's underrated. You have uh, Goliath, who was in in essence a gargoyle, a monster, but he was really intelligent, really educated. He read, spent most of his time in the library reading, um, like reading Dostoyevsky, um, all of these different books. And he said to him, he said, what you need to understand about Demona is what she believes is a half truth that she has thoroughly embraced. And it's that hatred. It's that, you know, it, it goes back to that old uh, adage about, you know, hell have no fury like a woman scorned. But you got to realize this is what goes on with young boys. You're, you're, you're being educated into a half truth. You're, you're being taught hatred you're being taught these things and then you go out into the world and then you you notice that the world is not exactly the way you were taught but you have to realize that they've embraced it even though it's a half truth they've embraced it and and a lot of us have embraced all of it you know because you would never know you would never know in this day and age the temperature of racism because your thermometer is broken. Your thermometer is set to always be at the highest level. So you always believe that everybody you encounter that is non-black is gonna be racist to you. And whenever you do encounter someone who does do something that appears to be racist or is actually racist, it only confirms what you've already been indoctrinated to believe. So you have instances where you come across somebody and they're non-black and they do something nice for you and you can't even trust it because you're thinking that, you know, they have some ulterior motive. And I, you know, I, for one, I don't believe that, I don't believe that anybody can be inherently racist. In other words, they were just born that way. I don't believe that because if I were to believe that, that would be just as ignorant as someone who's non-black believing that black people are inherently born criminals. So 
why would I walk around with that sort of prejudice on my mind, knowing that it is that exact type of prejudice that causes the racism that black people would have to deal with in the first place, you know? So we have to deal with the fact that we're kind of stuck in the middle, you know, we're stuck in the middle where we have trust issues when it comes to people of other tribes. And we're also going to have trust issues with our own tribe because now we see what they're on and we see what they're about and they see that we, you know, because they're on some, you're either with us or you're against us type stuff. What do you think happened to brother Malcolm? You know, brother Malcolm, when he did his pilgrimage to Mecca, you know, he, he said he prayed with other Muslims that were not same color as him. And he had a different view on the world and was killed for it. Let's just be honest. He was, he was, he was killed for it. So it's really interesting. Me personally, I view us as separatist. That's what I view us as. I view us as separatists. Anybody that, you know, because you have all of these different categories, you have the SYSBM, um, you have MGTOW, you have all of these different groups, but I don't really think that a lot of us fit perfectly in those groups. I think a lot of us fall under this category that I like to call separatists. Like, we're kind of stuck in a different, we're, we're kind of stuck in this sort of weird space, like this weird in-between space. And, you know, it's because we look at our own people and we see the behavior that they engage in, we know it's wrong. And trying to convince them that it's wrong is like one of the hardest things you could ever do in life. Because for some odd reason, black people in America just have this, this hard headedness. But it's funny because from what I can tell, the hard headedness only comes from resistance to things that are logical. That's what really bothers me about it and confuses me about it is it's resistant to things that are logical, things that are analytical, things that would make sense to anybody that's intelligent. You know, like I've never seen a black person fight against something that was wrong. I rarely ever see that. Rarely ever see a black person fight, you know, tirelessly against something that's wrong. I've seen black people fight tirelessly against things that, you know, require integrity, you know? And I'm, I don't mean all black people, you know, I'm talking about the majority. I'm talking about the majority of the community. Cause you know, and, and see, I think it comes from the fact that when you start to operate a certain way, you, you instantly get ostracized. You, you instantly get pushed out like, oh, you don't act like us, so you're not part of us. 
And that has many different faces. It has many different faces. So it doesn't really matter what route you pick, whatever you do that is not part of the culture, they're gonna instantly look at you and say, oh, you're not one of us. So now we're gonna treat you like we treat everybody else. You see, it's kind of like, it's kind of like if you go back and you look at, uh, you look at the movie Rosewood, if you remember, Anytime a, you know, a white guy would try to do something nice for someone black or try to help him, you know, the other group of, you know, white people, they would view him a certain way. Now you see this playing out with black people. Now, now you see black people kind of acting out the same, the same sort of oppressive ideology that you saw during Jim Crow or you saw during slavery, you're, you're literally watching black people engage in their own version of that. And you know, the first thing they'll say is, well, you can't say that because we don't have the ability to oppress anybody. We don't have any institutions. And it's like, okay, fair enough. You don't have any institutions, but you do have culture. You do have culture and you do have your little clubs that you belong to and you do use those clubs and your culture to oppress other people that you feel that are not like you. Prime example is you'll have a BW in a blonde wig screaming cultural appropriation when she sees Bo Derek with cornrows. How does that work? Or recently, with this election, you have Maxine Waters coming out condemning all black men who supported Donald Trump. That is a form of oppression. That is a form of oppression. It's a form of bias, and it is a form of bigotry. And it's sad that nobody in the community has the nerve to call it out. It's it's sad. You you have you have the only person that I have seen that will call that type of stuff out is a, a Candace Owen. But some of the other things she says is so out there that it makes the things she say that work it, 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 it loses its substance, you see, because they're not going to allow men like me to, to be on a platform large enough to where I can really address those sort of things, you know, because if you have, you know, these conservative white guys calling out um, Maxine Waters, they can instantly dismiss it as, oh, they're just doing that because they're racist. It couldn't possibly be because she is a corrupt politician who is high off of her own power. And nobody has the testicular fortitude to call her out and actually stick to it.
By the way, shout out to Tan. Tan said, I watch you in thinking man's Templar only on YouTube when it's red pill talk. You guys are very logical and harness the way you should look at life as a black man. Appreciate you, bro. Turner! Shout out to Brother Zeke. Brother Zeke said, bunch of dumb ninjas with smartphones. Papoose, yep. Exactly. Exactly. Turner! Shout out to Jeremy and Derek. Derek said 300 Sparta salute, big bro. Trump 2020. Appreciate you, fam. But yeah, we're, we're kind of stuck in a very difficult spot. We're not alone, but we are alone. Which is really messed up. Which is really messed up. We're, we're not alone in the sense that, you know, there are a lot of people who are Trump supporters. There are a lot of people who... Turner are conservatives. There are a lot of people who are um, Republicans, but there aren't a lot of black men who are conservatives. There aren't a lot of black men who are Trump supporters. There aren't a lot of black men who are conservatives, at least not out, not openly, not openly. So we are Turner. We are alone in that sense. We are alone in that sense. But somebody's got to be the beginning of something. Somebody has to be a trailblazer. You know, it doesn't bother me that people have a problem with it. Um, Pre-1960s, black men were Republicans. And they were conservative. You know, and they supported Republican presidents. So, you know, I I could care less what any of these ninjas think. Because truth be told, I mean, think about it like this. You got to think about it in this sense. If you were in the community, right? And I hate to have to say this, but let, let's keep it real. Should Should we, should we keep it real? Press one if you want me to keep it all the way real, like just 100% real, straight, no chaser. Let's, let's be real about it. Want me to keep it real? And then we'll get to the topic in a second. But while we're talking about this, make sure you guys support the channel. Go to Cash App, dollar sign, The Angry Man. Make the Cash App ring during the stream. I need 20 people. We got almost 500 people watching. I need 20 people hit the cash app 20 people to hit the cash app so i'm gonna say this i'm gonna say this and keep it all the way real with you what benefit is there for a black man who is all in when it comes to the community What's the benefit? 
What's the benefit? Other than the illusion of the support of your own people, what is the benefit? Appreciate you, dog power. What is the benefit? Turner! Exactly, there is none. There is none. I mean, think about it. Nipsey Hussle was part of the community. Nipsey Hussle, far as I could tell, didn't like Donald Trump. Nipsey Hussle wasn't a Republican. Nipsey Hussle was down with the community. Did, did him being down with the community and him being a good brother and him trying to do for his community, did the community protect him? No. It didn't. Pop Smoke was part of the community. Brother Malcolm was part of the community. Brother Malcolm spoke directly for black women. That's, I mean, just think about that. When you're, when you're part of the quote unquote community, right? You, you think that you have a benefit, but what kind of benefit do you have in the community when you're constantly walking on eggshells? If you're part of the black community as a black man, you're constantly walking on eggshells because the moment you do the one thing that the women don't like, you're, you're automatically going to be part of cancel culture. Automatically. Now, you look at somebody like, say, a Barack Obama. You know, the only reason that the community didn't turn on Barack Obama is because they pulled out all the stops to guarantee that he did not have a single scandal in the news. And now we all know why. Now we all know why. Because the media was covering for him. Media was covering for him. So, in other words, they had to make this brother appear to be perfect just so people wouldn't go in on them. And, and not to mention the fact that he, his wife, you know, he had a wife that looked the way she looked, you know, I, and I'm not going to go into that, but I'll just put it out there. Let, let's be honest. If you're a black man, if you're a black man in the community, in order for you to be loved and embraced, is you have to kowtow to the demands and whims of the women of that community. And the only way you can be solidified as a real brother is if you're dating some Angie Stone type chick, some Star Jones type chick. At the very least.
at the most a, a Lapita Nuango type chick. You, you're dating anybody other than that, you, you're not going to be viewed in any positive light, which in my personal opinion is one of the most prejudiced uh, 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 views that I've ever seen in my life. Where if a brother doesn't date a woman who is, isn't super chocolate, he, he's a sellout. You know? And it, it's, it's disgusting. And even then, even if you have all of that going for you, you ain't but one slip up away from being canceled. You ain't but one slip up away from the whole crowd turning on you like a like a angry mob. You you ain't but one you ain't but one screw up away. Just one. Just one. All you gotta do is say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing, and and, and it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Shout out to Derek. He says, street Republicans and conservatives. Salute. Appreciate you, Derek. But like I said, there's, there's this whole movement. Turner! I call it the separatist movement. I call it the separatist movement. See, the reason why, the reason why I would have to give that a new classification is because I don't want to use, I don't want to use Ibmore because Ibmore means introspective uh, black men of reform. I don't see anything we need to reform. I think brothers like myself and brothers like you who are watching me, we are already what we need to be. So I don't see no need to reform anything. That, that's number one. I don't use, and you know, that, that's not to say I have a problem with it more. That's what they do, that's what they do. Same thing with all the groups. I don't say MGTOW because I'm not walking away from women. I'm just dealing with a woman that is on the right program, right? So I can't use MGTOW. And like I said, I don't have a problem with MGTOW. They do what they do. And I can't use SYSBM because I'm not walking away from the community just because of the women's behavior. You see, I'm walking away from the community because I'm tired of all of them. Not just the women. So I felt the need to come up with a different term. I felt the need to come up with a different term and the different term is separatist. 
you know? I am a conservative and a separatist. Somebody would say, well, what do you mean? Well, I know what conservative mean, but what do you mean separatist? What I mean by separatist is I have broken the unspoken Negro contract and I have absolutely no desire to be around and engage in ignorant behavior that is perpetuated by ignorant Negroes. Now, if you're a black person of any intelligence, just like if you're a person of any color of any intelligence, we can have a conversation. We can be around each other. You know? If, 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 you, if you are a well-rounded individual who is not a bigot, who is not prejudiced, who is not ignorant, who is not so ghetto that you can't listen to reason, then we can get along. But the same way I have absolutely no desire to be around a racist person, I have no desire to be around an ignorant person. I'm not going to be around you just because you're the same color as me or just because you look like me. No. I need to be around somebody who thinks like me similar you know as far as the foundation you don't have to agree with everything that i think but have that base foundation that way i know i can i can build with you i can do business with you i can relate to you i can be around you not have to worry about having to watch my back right i have absolutely no desire exactly we we are not the same we are not the same. And does that mean I don't enjoy parts of our culture? Of course. I still like listening to rap music. I still like listening to R&B. I still like listening to jazz, soul. I still like wearing streetwear. I still use slang. I still watch certain TV shows. But I do it from a well-rounded perspective in other words i can watch the wire without wanting to be a drug dealer after i watched it i can watch a reality tv show without mimicking the behavior i saw on that tv show which is what i think is the biggest problem with black people is we don't know how to compartmentalize we have to whatever we do or watch or experience we have to absorb it into ourselves and make it a part of our personality you don't have to do that you can be a separate entity separate from those things and still be able to enjoy those things but like i said i can't i, I can't continue to and what the straw that broke the camel's back, the straw that broke the camel's back was basically, and I see I made a mistake. I should have did Boss Talk Radio because if I had did Boss Talk Radio, we'd have had more cash apps by now. I don't know what's going on. Hit the cash app, you guys. We need 20 people to hit the cash app. We need way more likes than we have in here. 
You need way more likes than we have in here. So if you're just coming in, make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. We should be well over 300 likes by now. You should be well over 300 likes. And that right there is a prime example of what I mean. As soon as I said we need more likes, two people hit the dislike button. Now, what type of person do you think, what type of person could you, could possibly, what type of person could that possibly be? Let's just think about that for a second. What type of person could that possibly be? And, 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 you know, true to form, as soon as I said it and pointed it out, we got three more dislikes, right? Which reminds me of what my grandmother used to say. My grandmother used to say, never laugh or pay attention to a monkey, because if you do, they will continue to perform. And I'm not using that as a racial statement i'm talking about an actual monkey at the zoo if you notice when you're watching them and they're in the trees and stuff and they're doing something silly if you laugh at them and you keep watching them they'll keep doing it and then they'll get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse right that's what my grandmother used to say all the time yeah and they're in they fifis mad because they want they, they can't stand, they can't stand to see black people not fall under the category of what they think black people should be, right? That's, that's their biggest problem. That's their biggest problem. They, they cannot stand to see black people that do not operate or think like them, right? But I got a trick for them. There you go. There you go. There you go. Now, how about that? Shout out to Digital Dads, Blake and Kevin. Appreciate you guys. But anyway, let's get on to the topic. So you had two things that guys were asking me earlier. They wanted to know why. Turner! They wanted to know why um, the lawyers some of the lawyers quit. Some of uh, uh, Trump's lawyers quit. And they also wanted to know why they dropped the, uh, the Sharpie Gate uh, lawsuit. So which one do you guys want me to cover first? 
Turner! Let me know which one you guys want me to cover first and we'll go into that one. Turner! You know what? We'll go into the lawsuit first. We'll go into the lawsuit first. So, let's see. So basically, basically in Michigan, right? Why is it doing that? It's giving me notifications late. How's it doing? So basically in Michigan, they had this lawsuit in where they've got all of these affidavits, like they've got countless affidavits of uh, individuals. So they're, they're basically doing these lawsuits everywhere, right? Everywhere that they can do these lawsuits. So with Arizona, from what Trump's lawyer described, you basically had this Sharpie gate, you know, issue or whatever. And from what I understand, like the, the margin of votes, I think they said, Biden is leading by like 10,000 in Arizona. He's leading by 10,000 in Arizona. And I think they said that there were only 950 more votes to be counted. So even if Trump wins all of those votes, it's not going to overturn anything, right? So rather than them focusing Rather than them, you know, putting focus on the uh, the the Sharpie Gate uh, lawsuit, they just went ahead and left that alone because it wasn't going to turn the tide anyway. It's basically what I told you earlier. You know, when I heard the uh, when I heard the uh, my son is getting on my nerves bro he's getting on my nerves he's really getting on my nerves i'm about to go in there in a second but when i'm talking about something somebody i hear something somewhere else it, it catches my attention and it throws me off or whatever because i got so many things swimming around up here but um one of Trump's lawyers was on, uh, he was, hold on one second.
My bad. So, like I was saying, like I was saying, so basically, one of Trump's lawyers was on the, uh, what show is that? One of Trump's lawyers was on the war room, which is Steve Bannon's show. And the lawyer was basically saying that he basically confirmed what I said to you guys earlier today, which is they're not trying to waste resources on a case that in all honesty, it really wouldn't matter if they win it or not. So it's like, what's the point of continuing to pursue that case, right? And you see, every time something like that happens, the media is gonna take it and they're gonna run with it. So the media, what they're, what they're doing with that case is they're trying to make it appear as if, oh, Trump's lawyers dropped lawsuit to try to make it look like they're giving up, you see? So they're trying to spin it to make it seem like they're giving up, you know? When in actuality, they dropped that case because that whole Sharpie gate thing that's not going to turn the tide in Arizona. So what they're doing is instead of worrying about that, they're trying to focus more on the voter uh, irregularities, like, you know, ballots being doubled up on and, and things of that nature or the, the software or whatever. So they're pretty much focusing on that instead of the Sharpie issue because Sharpie issue really isn't going to turn the tide. It isn't going to make a difference. And then in addition to that, when you have a margin that, that, that's that small, you can, by law, ask for a recount, right? You can, by law, ask for a recount. But Arizona, when it comes to court cases, is not the biggest issue. Arizona is not the biggest issue. The biggest issue when it comes to court cases is um Michigan. It's Michigan. Because Trump's team just suffered a loss. You know, well I wouldn't say a loss, I'd say a setback when it comes to Michigan. I, I had no idea. You know, I heard the stories back in the day of, of Kwame Kilpatrick but I had absolutely no idea how corrupt, you know, I had absolutely no idea how corrupt some of these politicians in Michigan are. I had no idea. So um, in Michigan, as you know, they were filing, um, Michigan is where you had the, uh, the Republicans who wanted to observe the count. This is where they were getting pushed out. This is where they were getting removed from the polling stations. This is where they were putting up the cardboard on the windows. This is where they wouldn't allow the people in, even when the people were like, well, look, if you're not allowing us in because of the pandemic, look, all you do is take 13 
Democrats out and allowed 13 Republicans to go in. And you know, you had the one guy standing there saying, I can't let anybody in. This is a coordinated effort. This is a coordinated effort. And most people would be like, well, coordinated effort, like there's too many moving parts for it to be a coordinating effort. Well, I don't think that all of it is a coordinated effort in the sense that it was planned. I think that maybe, I think that maybe 75% of it was planned, but the other 25% of it is just people doing stuff because they can't stand Trump. Right. So I, I believe that some of the stuff that's going on was planned, but some of it is stuff that people are just doing because they just can't stand Donald Trump. Right. So much so that you got you, you got craziness going on with these lawyers. We're going to get to that in a second. But I want to point out something about this case in Michigan. So they went to they went to uh, the circuit court judge of uh, Wayne County. And he just absolutely and completely dismissed the, the affidavits. Did not even want to really acknowledge them. Gave some sort of cockamamie excuse about, well, you know, they don't really remember what they thought they remembered. That, you know, that sort of thing, which is amazing because <laughs> it's funny because here you have these lawyers and here you have them representing Donald Trump. And in essence, they are right now being treated like black men would be treated during Jim Crow. <laughs> if you really want to be honest. If you really want to be honest, they're being treated the way the black men were treated during Jim Crow. In other words, you come in there with evidence and they look at the evidence like, and well, what's that supposed to mean? Right? So it says circuit judge in crooked Wayne County, Michigan, ignores horror stories from bullied GOP poll challengers refuses to stop certification of election results. It says, in what can be described, in what can be described, excuse me, in what can only be described as a shocking decision, Wayne County Circuit Court Judge Timothy Kinney has denied a request to stop the canvassing and certification of Wayne County's election result calling sworn affidavits of six GOP poll challengers and a Detroit city clerk employee whistleblower account, not credible. Says 100% fed up. Judge Kinney also rejected poll challengers request for an independent audit of the county's results, citing that state law governs the audit process. See, Detroit News, the judge cast doubt on the affidavits of several GOP poll challengers who were present during the absentee counting process. 
writing that they had not attended an October 29th walkthrough of operations at TCF Center and did not have a full understanding of the process. BS. And the reason why we know it's BS is because Trump's lawyers stated very clearly that they were not informed to come to any walkthrough. See that walkthrough process? That's probably the day that they were training them on what to do, right? Says poll challengers represented by Great Lakes Justice Center requested an independent audit of the Wayne County election results before the scheduled Tuesday completion of certification, a halt to the certification process and order voiding the county's results and a new election in Wayne County. Former Michigan State Senator Patrick Colbeck an aerospace engineer and author was a poll challenger at TCF Center. He spoke with the Gateway Pundit publisher, Jim Holt, about seeing evidence that Dominion voting systems were connected to the internet. Judge Kenny completely discounted Colbeck's incredible claims of illegally connecting to computers in the counting center to the internet and instead focused on a post he made on his Facebook page where he talked about how Democrats would use the pandemic as a cover to commit election day fraud, saying that it undermines his credibility as a witness. Wow. Wow. Unreal. No formal challenge challenges were filed, however, Sinister fraudulent motives were ascribed to the process and the city of Detroit. Kenny wrote on, in a Friday opinion, plaintiffs in interpretation of events is incorrect and not credible. All challengers represented by the Great Lakes Justice Center requested an independent audit of the Wayne County election results before the scheduled Tuesday completion of certification, a halt to the process, to the certification process, an order voiding the county's results, and a new election in Wayne County. Now, so let me point out something, because there's a couple of things that did not get mentioned in this article that uh, Trump's lawyer pointed out. So What is that chick's name? What is that chick's name? Man, why well, I can't remember her name right now. 
So basically Trump's lawyer said that, you know, regardless, uh, regardless of, uh, the judge basically denying it, it doesn't really matter because what they're going to do is they've already, they're going to put, they've already put in an appeal and the appeal should go in before, um, the appeal should actually go in before Tuesday. In fact, let me see. See if I can find it real quick where he talks about it. Is it too hard or too soft? That sounded weird. Y'all give me one second. Let me see if I can find the lawyer. Now, I know this was the show. My bad, y'all. I should have had it queued up. Okay, here we go. This judge would look kindly on this or shut this process down that you've got to go to an appellate court, maybe to the state Supreme Court, but walk us through what went on in the courtroom today and what was the judgment? Well, Judge uh, Kenny issued his opinion and order today shortly after noon uh, uh, that where he issued his decision. And what he ruled was is that our request for injunctive relief to stop the certification of the election results and to order an audit, he denied it all. And uh, he basically said he believed uh, the affidavits, a couple of affidavits of uh, um, people who had been uh, produced by the defendants, including one of our former election directors. And they had general affidavits talking about the process and that sort of thing. And he said he did not believe the affidavits of our clients, which I find very interesting, especially since the affidavits of the defendants did not directly refute things like Zach Larson and Jesse Jacob and the things that they observed and saw. And there are quite a few factual errors in the judge's opinion. So it's our intent, Steve, right now, is we're going to be working here diligently to get an emergency appeal in and ask the Court of Appeals to grant the relief uh, that we've requested. So that's where we're at right now. Uh, there were a number of things. <laughs> For example, the judge made a big point in his opinion three different times about how the poll challengers that were the witnesses for our affidavits did not attend a walkthrough meeting about three or four days before the election. 
and that if they had done so, then that might have uh, allayed any fears or any you know reasons they thought something untoward was happening. But the only problem was, so he says they did not attend that meeting, and so that was part of the problem, and that's why he ruled against us. But the only problem with that is that that's half the story. The other half of the story is our witnesses were never told about the meeting. So how in the world are you supposed to attend the meeting uh, and a walkthrough when you're not told about it? And then he holds it against our clients. That's uh, that's just silly. So basically, and, I, and I'm willing to bet you any amount of money that this judge is a Democrat. I'm, I'm willing to bet any amount of money that this judge is a Democrat. And not only is he a Democrat, he's probably a, he probably can't stand Trump, right? And this is, this is one of the problems we have when it comes to judges. Judges are supposed to be non-biased, but oftentimes they're very biased and it does come out in their rulings. Here you have a judge that's dismissing numerous affidavits numerous eyewitness accounts now i can tell you right now that all they got to do is appeal it all they got to do is appeal it and if they don't win just keep appealing it until it goes to until it goes to the supreme court that's all they got to do right that's all they got to do is keep appealing it um, but but, but in but hang but 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 hang but hang on in holding it against your clients i think the implication or at least the implication I think the media is taking is that your clients didn't don't really understand how elections work, and if they'd gone to the workshop, they would understand that. And if they were more had more seasoned, and, and this obviously you have people that are quite expertise in this. But what is it about what he was implying? What is it about how an election day and election night works that goes counter to the understanding as you, as your clients filled out in these affidavits? Well, to begin with, our, all of these affidavits and the people who gave the affidavits were trained. That's what is being lost here also. They were certified poll challengers. They went to the training. So they knew what they were doing. And let me just give you another example, uh, Steve. The judge made a, a big deal out of the fact that these computer monitors were on the tables and they were big monitors and you could see the names scrolling on these monitors. And so therefore the challengers could see the ballots as they were being processed. But again, it's only half the story and it shows maybe a lack of understanding of the process on the court's part, because what good does it do for you to just see a list of names scrolling on a screen with nothing else? Part of the duties of a poll challenger is to be right there at the table, observing the ballots as they're being opened you can see the name on the ballot, the physical ballot, and then compare that to the names that are showing up on the computer. Well, uh, Mr. Larson and, uh, and all the others were being barred from doing that. They weren't being allowed to see the names on the ballots. So what good does it do you to be able to look at a monitor that's scrolling a bunch of names that you can't verify that those are the ballots that are actually in front of the worker? It, it's ridiculous. Like I said, and treated like ninjas. You feel me? Being treated like ninjas. This, this is what's going on. And it's obvious bias. It's obvious bias, right? Obvious bias. And, and like I said before, and I'll say it again, this is going to have to go to the Supreme Court. Because it's not a matter of 
See, here's the thing. By the by this judge, and he shouldn't have did that. He 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 shouldn't have said, well, they could see the names on the screens. That's not what that law stipulates, you see? So for the judge to acknowledge that they weren't right there and you know they they could see the screen, you know, even if they were six feet away, they could still see the name scrolling up on the screen. He just messed up because there's a record of that. See, a lot of brothers don't really go to court like that. So you don't really know the ins and outs of the court. Um, If I were a lawyer there and he said that, he said, well, it really doesn't, you know, you really can't claim that they couldn't observe because the screen had the name scrolling up so they could see. I would have said immediately, um, your honor, I would like the record to reflect that you just stated that you acknowledged that they weren't able to stand at the table. That's what I would have said. And he wouldn't know why. He wouldn't, he wouldn't know, he wouldn't know why I said that. Because he would know that not only, not only am I going to uh uh appeal his decision, even if I gotta appeal it all the way to the Supreme Court, but also I'm gonna file a complaint against that judge because his behavior is obviously biased. But this is what you're dealing with when you're dealing with Trump derangement syndrome. Let, let me, you've got a big ask. I mean, you're a asking for injunctive relief, but essentially you're right. asking to fully stop the certification process. And we do have a ticking clock. That's what we say this, and I think it's 23rd or 24th of November in Michigan. But you've got obviously the selection of the of the the electors. You've got the safe harbor on the eighth. You've got the electoral college on the fourteenth. And if if these targets aren't met or close to those dates, and the fourteenth being in the sand, you know, statutory has to be things right. go. You know, things go awry. So and he realizes that this may you know you may end up not certifying the vote of the people of Michigan because you can't get in back of and understand what these what ballots are fair what ballots are legitimate what ballots have a chain of title, but so if you had gotten let's say you had gotten injunctive relief today for our audience and stopped the certification, the the next phase like when you're in appellate court you're arguing what are you trying to accomplish if they give you this what what is your real ask. The real ask is to have the audit of the results and the independent auditor could be appointed and it could be done fairly quickly. You know, Steve, let me turn that question around. See, and this is this was asked of me by the judge at the hearing on Wednesday. And here's the other side. So what you're really saying by that argument is that, well, we've got deadlines and so we just kind of got to push this through and get her done. Well then, so if fraud occurred, and if our client, if our witnesses who have stated they've seen all this fraud going on are correct, well, hey, it's just too bad. We just don't have enough time to really get into this and to find out what was going on. So we just have to approve all of these fraudulent ballots. Well, that's a silly argument. I mean, if there's fraud, there's fraud. And think. And by the way, anybody that wants to see this, uh, this the replay of this live stream. Let me put this in the chat room.
This is uh this is Steve Bannon's War Room, which is actually an excellent source of uh conservative media because he actually um I think he used to work in the White House, if I'm not mistaken, and he actually gets interviews with Trump's lawyers, interviews with Giuliani. So you could literally watch what they'll say in the mainstream media, and then you could go watch his show, and you'll get the skinny. You'll get the behind the scenes, what really happened, as opposed to what the media is trying to tell you, right? Things need right. to happen in order to have it checked out. I, I, I was kind of giving you the Biden's camps, you know, fairly weak argument at the at the hearing the other day, but. I want to go, Greg, read what was in the, I, I want Greg Manns, our, uh, our, our war room uh, operator to read. Yeah, because wasn't, wasn't he his, uh, wasn't Steve Bannon like his chief of staff at one time? I can't remember. Read what the judge, you have it up there, what the judge actually said today in his ruling? Yep. So in one part of the order, it says it would be an unprecedented exercise of judicial activism for this court to stop the certification process of the Wayne County Board of Canvassers. The court cannot defy a legislatively crafted process, substitute its judgment for that of the legislature. Has the courts now got old time, now the, the courts they're gonna have old time religion that they they don't wanna do anything. These are activist judges, but now they got old time religion. They, they, they don't wanna get involved in anything in the legislative process because they realize how the US Supreme Court's gonna rule on this. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to uh, take that position now, but again, it begs the question, which the real question is, did fraud occur? And if it did, there has to be. Now, I want you to understand what the judges and the lawyers, local judges and local lawyers, see, this is why, you know, they got that old joke. They say, what do you call 100,000 lawyers at the bottom of the sea? A good start. The reason why you have that joke is because lawyers are some of the slickest, slipperiest. This is, this is the main reason why most politicians used to be lawyers. This is the main reason why most, you know, you're a lawyer before you become a judge, right? So what they're doing, which is very clever, is they're, they're saying we can't rule on this. It's, it's a legal loophole. So it's like, we can't rule on this because this involves legislation. And for us to rule on this, it would be like we're ruling in favor of Donald Trump against Joe Biden, which would be activism. And that goes against the, the, the ethics of, of, of practicing law, right? And it's funny because they, they use these legal lo loopholes, right? They, they, they use these legal loopholes to stay out of things they, want, they don't want to get into or stick their nose in things that they're not supposed to get into. So they're always using these legal loopholes. 
And anybody with any common sense can sit back and look at this situation and say, oh, he's being extremely biased because he knows that they're going to, uh, that, you know, that county is going to certify that vote, certify the, you know, those, those uh, uh, numbers on the 14th, which is Tuesday, right? Not, not 14th. They're going to certify those, uh, 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 they're going to certify those numbers on uh, Tuesday, which is not the 14th. I think it's the 16th. I'm thinking of December 14th when they pick the electors. But uh, on the 17th, on Tuesday, they're going to certify. So they got a small window of time to actually appeal this. But it's still more time because that's that county certifying. That's not the state. That's, that's not the state certifying the, the whole state. That's for that county or whatever, right? But um, they're, they're using these legal loopholes, you know, and this is the problem. See, this is what's so sinister about the whole thing. What's so sinister about it is the jurisdictions that they picked to do this in they made for certain that these jurisdictions were democratically controlled jurisdictions. This is a coup d'etat. Make no mistake about it. Make no mistake about it. They made for certain that these jurisdictions were democratic controlled jurisdictions because they knew they would not be able to get away with this in a Republican-controlled jurisdiction. This is why you look at Texas. Texas was red, has always been red, and you see which way Texas went, because Texas doesn't have the Dominion uh, tabulation software there. They rejected it, and they do things the way they're supposed to do things. So Texas went red like it's supposed to go red. Same thing in Florida, right? Same thing in Florida, but you got these urban areas because, because think about it in Pennsylvania, where are the problems at? The problems are in Philly and Pittsburgh in Michigan. Where's the main problem at? It's in Detroit. Oh yes. Oh yes. I'm going to point it out. Just about all of these places where they are having problems are black areas. I'm going to say it again. Ain't nobody else going to point it out, but I'll point it out. All of these areas. Where, where did they claim there was a broken water main? Atlanta. Right? Atlanta. Right? All of these areas are these sort of urban areas. Let's see what else he had to say, and then we'll go to the topic of why. Then we'll go to the topic of of why um the lawyers, some of the lawyers are quitting. To be some remedy for that, and the remedy is in our Constitution, which says an audit should happen. And that's all we're saying, is that we presented enough evidence to do that.
And, uh, you know, let me give you another example, Steve. She, he, uh, the judge claims that Jesse J. And by the way, by the way, they need to push this all the way to the Supreme Court because they have five, they have at least five conservative Supreme Court justices. And from what I understand, the Supreme Court justices that we have in place now, they despise local jurisdictions that go against constitutional law. They despise it. So I can see this judge getting overturned in the Supreme Court, which won't be good for his career. So I, I don't know, you, you have a lot of people that are really gambling right now. They're, 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 they're shaking dice, they're gambling because you have people literally committing these, these sort of career kamikaze missions in order to, to try to derail or to prevent Trump's paths to victory. Like I told you, you got uh, Nancy Pelosi talking about some, if it goes to the House, she's not, she's not gonna seat the House Republicans, which is within her power to do. She's not gonna seat the House Republicans that are on the Trump ticket, which will put them in a position where they can't vote. If they're not seated, they can't vote. You feel me? And it was described as a nuclear option because if she were to do something like that, the, the backlash from Republicans would, would be ridiculous. She would almost guarantee, if, if she hasn't already guaranteed it, she would almost guarantee that come you know 2022, the, the, the Republicans would take over the House, you know? Jacob in her affidavit that she had seen, and he even calls them very serious allegations of fraud and things that she had seen even prior to the date of the election. And he says, well, but she never really complained uh, to, to uh, anybody and didn't file a formal complaint prior to the election. That's just flat out not true. I mean, she did complain to her supervisors and she was told to mind her own business and she was actually removed from her position there counting ballots and was moved to a different location. So again, that's just not accurate what the, the judge is saying in this opinion. Uh, what, let's go through, and, and we would love for you to stay over if we go through to, to, to the end of this and come back after the break. But go through, you said the judge, and your, your belief is the judge made a number of factual errors or mistakes, and that that's what you and your team are working on tonight to get ready for an appellate, to go to an appellate court. What, what would you highlight as the two or three biggest mistakes you think the judge made? Well, again, I think uh, I've mentioned three of them already. I think another one is he makes a big point of the fact that apparently some other people caused a disturbance or they were upset with what they were seeing. Because remember, the Republican poll challengers were being barred from doing their job. And when some of them started to object, apparently a few might have uh, got a little more boisterous than they should have. I don't know. Uh, that's not part of our lawsuit or anything else. But the judge seems to pin the blame for a few people who were doing that sort of action and, and maybe being inappropriate onto my clients. Well, my, my point would be, so what? I mean, so what if somebody else was causing a problem? Our witnesses were not. Our witnesses were simply trying to calmly and professionally do their job and they were barred from doing so. So it's things like that. Um, 
And then, uh, you know, the judge, uh, here's another one. The judge uh, makes the point that, well, no uh, formal challenges were actually filed. Well, Mr. Larson makes it clear in his, uh, his affidavit that he was prepared to do that. And remember, he left the room to confer with some other attorneys and, and uh, do a couple of things and then tried to get back in so he could file his challenges. And he was barred. You know, they wouldn't let him back in. And so they say, well, he didn't file a challenge. Well, they wouldn't let him. You know, they wouldn't let him in the room. So it's things like that. Uh, we're, we're going through it. David, if, if, if you can just hang on for a quick break. We just I got two more questions I want to get out to you uh, before and when we come back. We'll just take a quick break. Well, this is, this is ridiculous. This is utterly ridiculous. Like, they're, they're using every tactic they can to delay and hinder. And really, they're trying to pose it from the position that, oh, Trump is trying to impede democracy. Actually, everything they're doing is impeding democracy. <laughs> it's, it, yo, it is the, yo, it, it's, it's beyond. War room, pandemic, here's your. Bigger comeback than 2016, because they were waiting for us this time. Last time, they thought we were a clown show, right? We snuck up on them. Okay, this time they were planning and plotting for four years. Accurate. What's been reported in, uh, by these witnesses in their affidavits is pretty clear. And, you know, the judge decided he wasn't going to accept it. Again, remember, this is all by affidavit. There were no witnesses. The judge did not have a chance to judge credibility of people on the witness stand, that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, he ruled the way he ruled. I. Can't say we're surprised by the ruling, and we're just taking it to the next level now. No, you were ready at the beginning. Uh, ben Burkwam of Real America. And uh, shout out to Fabina. Appreciate the cash app. Shout out to Josh. He said, keep up the great work, bro. Need more like you. Appreciate you, fam. Appreciate that. But if you're just coming in, make sure, if you're just coming in, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hit the bell so you'll be notified. Make sure you hit the like button. And make sure that you support the channel. You can do so by going to Cash App. Dollar sign, the angry man. Make the cash app ring during the stream. We need 10 people to hit the cash app, support the show. Y'all already know what it is. So, the other thing was the lawyers. So, we got this article from the New York Times. And I'm going to read this article first. Says once loyal to Trump, law firms pulls pull back. Law firms pull back from his election fight. Porter Wright withdrew from a federal lawsuit it had filed days earlier. A top Jones Day lawyer said the firm wouldn't take on 
new election litigation. So supporters of President Trump gathered outside the Pennsylvania Convention Center in Philadelphia on Sunday, the day after the presidential election was called for uh, Joseph Biden. In other words, the day after the media called it for Joe. So it says law firms have that have represented President Trump and his campaign are now distancing themselves from a quasi quasitic effort by Mr. Trump and his allies to overturn the results of the election won by President-elect Joseph R. Biden. I mean, the bias is blatant at this point. Porter Wright, Morris, and Arthur, the law firm leading the Trump campaign's efforts to challenge the presidential election results in Pennsylvania, abruptly withdrew from the federal lawsuit that it had filed on behalf of the campaign that followed a similar move by an Arizona law firm that was representing the Republican Party as it challenged the state results. And on Friday, a top lawyer at Jones Day, which has represented Mr. Trump's campaign for more than four years, told colleagues during a video conference call that Jones Day would not get involved in additional litigation in the election. The moves by the law firm are the latest blows to Mr. Trump's efforts to use a barrage of litigation to challenge the integrity of the election results. Some lawyers at Porter Wright and Jones Day had become increasingly vocal about their concerns that the work their firms were doing was helping to legitimize the president's arguments. He has legitimate arguments. Uh, one Porter Wright lawyer resigned in protest over the summer. Right now, let's see. Porter Wright's decision was especially remarkable because the firm stepped away from a federal lawsuit that it had filed only days earlier. Plaintiffs and Porter Wright have reached a mutual agreement that plaintiffs will be best served if Porter Wright withdraws, the law firm said in a court filing late Thursday. The Trump campaign reacted angrily on Friday. Cancel culture has finally reached the courtroom. Tim Murtaugh, the campaign's communications director, said in a statement, leftist mobs descended upon some of the lawyers representing the president's campaign, and they buckled. He added that Mr. Trump's team is undeterred and will continue its litigation. Porter Wright which is based in Columbus, Ohio, and has offices in Florida, Illinois, Pennsylvania, and Washington, D.C., is one of the few prominent law firms that had have been representing Mr. Trump's campaign and the Republican Party as they challenge aspects of the election. In states like Arizona, the Trump campaign and Republicans have relied mostly on local law firms, not ones that with national profiles to file cases challenging the election results or the voting process. So, you know, the article goes on and on. It goes on and on and on, you know, basically, uh, 
In fact, hold on, Snell, Snell and Wilmer, a Phoenix law firm, withdrew as counsel to the Republican National Committee on Sunday after filing a lawsuit in Maricopa County that claimed votes for Mr. Trump were improperly excluded from the vote tally. Matt Feeney, the chairman of Snell and Wilmer, declined to comment. Of course he did. Jones Day, one of the country's largest law firms, was counsel to Mr. Trump's 2016 to 20 and 2020 campaigns. And during the Trump presidency, it has been involved in roughly 20 lawsuits involving Mr. Trump, his campaign, or the Republican Party. Most recently, Jones Day has been representing the Republicans, the Republican Party in Pennsylvania in litigation about the handling of mail-in votes received after Election Day. Some partners at the firm have voiced discomfort about this, about its involvement in the case, as well as Jones Day broader work for the Trump campaign. Dave Petro, a Jones Day spokesman, said in a statement this week that the Pennsylvania litigation involved important constitutional questions. Jones Day will not withdraw from, from that representation, he said. Mr. Petro noted that the firm had not made allegations of voter fraud and was not contesting the election results. Kevin D. Orr, the partner in charge of Jones Day Washington office, tried to diffuse the criticisms on internal conference calls on Friday. He pointed out that the firm's work on election-related litigation was limited to the single Pennsylvania case, according to two people who were on the call. He said other law firms that had made unsubstantiated allegations of election fraud were engaged in unprincipled advocacy. Now, let's see, it says some lawyers at the firm remained unsatisfied. It said, I believe the question is whether this firm should lend its prestige and credibility to the project of an administration bent on undermining our democracy and our rule of law. Parker A. Ryder Longmaid, a Jones Darby lawyer in Washington, wrote to colleagues in the email reviewed by the New York Times. We as lawyers choose our clients and causes and our causes. We choose what we stand for. And this project I submit should not be one of those things. Mr. Ryder Longmaid did not immediately respond to requests for comment. Mr. Orr also told colleagues that Jones Day would not be getting involved in additional litigation surrounding the election. We get it. One of the people quoted him as saying. Now, let's see. God, I mean, how much did they write about this? Jesus Christ. I'm not going to read any more of this, uh, this, this rag. But let me, let me break down to you what happened in a nutshell, right? So basically, what they are proclaiming is the same thing that the judge in uh, 
Michigan is proclaiming, which I find that to be such a interesting coincidence, right? He's pro basically proclaiming that if they represent Donald Trump, they're engaging in political advocacy, right? So they're withdrawing from the, you know, from, you know, and, and then they're trying to say that, oh, we don't want to undermine democracy, which is really interesting because everything that Donald Trump is doing is within the law. It's within his rights to do so. It's within his rights to challenge these results with everything that you see going on, but you see what the mainstream narrative is. The mainstream narrative is that there is no proof of anything. So, you know, these are just the, these, these are just the ravings of a madman. These are just the ravings of a lunatic, right? Or at least that's what they want it to appear to be. Now, what they won't tell you is that the reason why that law firm pulled out and the reason why the one in Arizona pulled out is because they were pressured by their other clients. They had other clients that basically said to them that if you continue to represent Donald Trump in this case, we are going, we're going to fire you. We're not going to use you anymore. So you have these law firms that are worried about losing their other high profile clients if they continue to represent Donald Trump. And then what they did is they put a spin on it. Instead of admitting that they're falling under the pressure of other clients, they put out in a statement that they don't want to undermine democracy or they feel that if, you know, this is why whenever any media outlet calls them for a comment, they, they say no comment, right? Now, how do I know this? I know this because Giuliani said it out of his own mouth. He said that he has never seen anything like this, right? He has never seen anything like this in the history of his career, in the history of this country. He's never seen anything like this. He said, you have blatant, open, infractions of the law in reference to the election. You have officials, government officials, not even acknowledging it. You have the mainstream media ignoring it. And then you have lawyers being threatened by their clients to no longer patronize their businesses, to no longer use their services, or, or retain their services if they continue to represent Donald Trump. So for those of you that are wondering why those lawyers pulled out, that's why. But they're not going to tell you that in mainstream media. What they're going to tell you is they're going to make you, they're going to make you believe that these law firms decided to step out of a federal lawsuit representing Donald Trump because of ethics or the morality of it. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you believe that? Do you believe that lawyers who are willing to represent murderers, drug dealers, and every other type of 
uh, uh, criminal on the planet all of a sudden decided that representing a sitting president who has all the legal rights at his disposal to do the things that he's doing to represent him is immoral? Like, do, do you really like... Like, let's be real. Let's be real. Choo-choo, appreciate you, he said. I'm late again. Tell them about the gun line, boss. No doubt. And here's the funny thing. Turner! Here's the funny thing about all of this, right? And I was actually... I was actually having a conversation with my girl about it earlier. What, what really disturbs me about this, and I talked about it earlier, and I'm gonna talk about it again. What really disturbs me about this whole situation is that you have the makings of a totalitarian government. You have all the ingredients for it playing out right in front of you right now. If you're a student of history, you've paid attention to history, right? It was only 80 years ago there's some people out here that are 82, 85, 86, 90. There's some people that were living during World War II. That was only 80 years ago. But everything that you see playing out right now has the, the signs that we're moving in that direction. If you're just coming in, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you click the bell so you'll be notified and make sure that you hit the like button. Now, I don't know what's going on. We got almost 650 people in here and we're kind of catching it, trying to get contributions, man. I need 10 people. I need 10 people to hit the cash app, man. I need 10 people to hit the cash app and support the show. If y'all want to keep it going, otherwise we'd get up out of here. There's still a few other things I could talk about, but 
So shout out to my man Mark G and shout out to my man New. He said, I'm gonna catch the replay. Turner! But it's really scary. And you know what? I'm not going to be caught late to the party. Because I've, I've laid it out to you guys. I, look. Turner! Let, let me run down the list. Let me run down the list of things. Let me, let me, let me break down the list of things that you need. Let me break down the totalitarian starter kit. <laughs> the totalitarian starter kit is one, you need someone who is bent on gaining power by any means necessary, even if it means doing something dishonest, uh, evil, criminal, or whatever, right? You got that. You need a group of people who are willing to follow him and overlook the things he's doing that are illegal, because it's for the greater good, you know, like unity, right? <laughs> so you got that. You also need a group of people that are in that group that are willing to demonize and criminalize the opposition, you know, like make truth and reconciliation committees or list of people who support your opposition you got that now most of you say well that would never happen in america because america has certain inalienable rights america has freedom of speech well you're losing your freedom of speech right now you're losing it right now and I don't know if I told you, I told you that you, you had the Obama Justice Department fighting that case in Supreme Court against Citizens United, which basically was a case that dealt with freedom of speech. And what was the reason, what, what, was the reason they were fighting against Citizens United because Citizens United made a documentary about Hillary Clinton called Hillary the Movie. Matter of fact, let me pull it up real quick. Let me pull up the, the case. Citizens United versus the Federal Elections Commission. 
That's the case. Citizens United versus the Federal Elections Commission. So this is the, this is the case right here. Citizens United versus the Federal Elections Commission was a landmark decision of the Supreme Court of the United States concerning campaign finance. It was argued in 2009 and decided in 2010, the court held that the free speech clause of the First Amendment prohibits the government from restricting independent expenditures for political communications by corporations, including nonprofit organizations, labor unions, and other associations. The case arose after Citizens United, a conservative nonprofit organization, sought to air and advertise a film critical of Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton. Shortly before the 2008 Democratic primary elections, this would have been a violation of the 2002 Bipartisan Campaign Reform Act, which prohibited any corporation or labor union from making an electioneering communication, which within 30 days of a primary or 60 days of an election, or making any expenditure advocating the election or defeat of a candidate at any time. So. Citizens United basically put out this documentary that was critical of Hillary. Now, the argument of the Obama Justice Department was the fact that, and you, you're probably wondering about that, because if you remember back in 2008, Hillary ran against Barack in the Democratic primary. So you would think, oh, those two are against each other. But if you also remember when Barack got elected, he hired Hillary. So here you have the Obama Justice Department defending Hillary through the Federal Election Commission, right? Arguing that Citizens United was basically making a movie or documentary that was critiquing Hillary Clinton and basically saying that they shouldn't be allowed to do this because it's going to affect the election. So I was watching, I was watching a Senate Judiciary Committee on uh, the, the, where they were questioning uh, Amy Coney Barrett. And Senator Ted Cruz brought up this landmark case. And he said that there was one point in the case where the Obama Justice Department basically stated that they, you know, Citizens United shouldn't be allowed to do this. Basically, in essence, they shouldn't be allowed to critique a politician because it may affect the election. It may affect the integrity of the election. The same crap they're spinning right now, right? So 
the Supreme Court, one of the justices asked him, said, basically, are you trying to say that a book or a movie should be against the law? And the Obama Justice Department said, if it's critiquing a politician, yes. Now, anybody that has any common sense knows how dangerous that is. Anybody that has common sense knows that that is a uh, uh, freedom of speech issue. And this ended up getting, you know, uh, uh, they ended up ruling in favor of Citizens United. However, they only won by one vote. They only won by a five to four vote. And the only reason that they won is because at the time you had five uh, Supreme Court justices that were conservatives and you had four Supreme Court justices that were liberal. If you would have had five Supreme Court justices that were liberal, and four conservatives, they would have ruled against Citizens United. And they would have set the legal precedence for it to be against the law for you to critique a politician. Now, the funny thing about it is, even though you have that landmark case, you quite literally right now have the mainstream media doing everything in their power to stop anybody from being able to critique Joe Biden while simultaneously only critiquing Donald Trump. So already you have the Democratic Party going after freedom of speech in addition to all these other things that they're doing. So if they really got the power that they needed in the White House and in Congress and in the Supreme Court, they would do everything in their power to get rid of your freedom of speech. And Hillary has already stated very clearly that if she were to get in office, and let's just be honest, if Joe gets in office, it might as well be her getting in office. She said she they're basically gonna pack the court, they're gonna pack the Supreme Court, they're gonna add three more seats in order to get more liberals in there so they can overrule the um um so they can overrule the 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 conservative majority so they can get stuff pushed through and if she does if they do pack the court she's already stated that that's one case they're going to overturn cuz they want to fix it so that you cannot critique politicians now, what's another case? What, what is another case that they want to overturn? Another case they want to overturn is they want to overturn the District of Columbia versus Heller. Now, the District of Columbia versus Heller has everything to do with Second Amendment rights, your right to bear arms. Now, Joe Biden has already made it clear that if he gets in office, one of the things he's definitely going to do 
is he's going to have a national ban on assault rifles. So every last one of you out there that have AR-15s, like I do, you're going to have to turn in your AR-15. And he's not going to stop there because he's already stated that he's going to get Heller versus the District of Columbia overturned. And if he gets that overturned, nobody in this country is going to be able to have a gun. Now, let me add it up for you. You have a politician that wants to get into power by any means necessary, even if he has to bend the rules to do it. You have the same politician and his party trying to basically get all the levers of power, all the checks and balances, so that they can fundamentally change everything about this country by adding more Supreme Court justices, even though there's only been nine U.S. Supreme Court justices. There's only been nine sitting U.S. Supreme Court justices since 1869. There's never been no more than nine. He wants to put more of those in there. He wants to add more Senate seats so that they can get more uh, uh, liberal-thinking Democrats. So you, you got them trying to get all the levels of power, which will ultimately give them a one-party government, which is what uh, Lindsey Graham was talking about. I think it was Lindsey Graham. I forgot who it was. Basically saying, if we allow them to get away with what they're doing right now, you're never going to have another Republican uh, president ever again. Right? That's going to be interesting. So you have a politician bent on gaining power by any means necessary, even if it's illegal. You have that party trying to do everything they power to get as much power as they can so that they can make a one party system. You have the backing of tech media giants that control social media and they have the backing of mainstream media so they can control what people see and what news people get and suppress the news they don't want them to get. So basically they have a propaganda machine. And you also have them talking about making lists of enemies of the state. Creating committees for the purpose of making people admit who they are affiliated with who they are in favor of. And you have the same group of people talking about overturning Supreme Court rulings that have to do with freedom of speech and the right to own guns. If you can't see what direction that's going, I don't know what to tell you. If you cannot see what direction that's going, I, I don't know what to tell you.
Tolshader said the backing of China. Yeah, and all of it, all of it really is subversion from other countries to basically weaken this country from within to make it right for the plucking. Exactly, map dictatorship 101 right there. That's exactly what it is. Shout out to all CNI. He said, I do not see the light in this situation. Bruh, it's, it's, a, it's a fight. It's the fight of the century. Turner! Excuse me. Shout out to Mr. Lou. Appreciate the membership. It's the fight of the century, man. It's the fight of the century. Shout out to Angry Cat. He said, keep it going. Tell you what, I'm going to try to stick around and fight this fight. But if your boy get in office, and he started doing some of these radical changes. I'm going to have me a freaking exit plan. Turner! Like for real. I'm going to have me an exit plan. Because this is getting crazy. Cats, appreciate you. Turner! Let's see, shout out to Derek. He said, got you, big bro. Triple up. Road on the show. Mm-hmm. Medellin, Colombia is looking really nice right about now. Turner! Sand Squatch, appreciate you. But the funniest thing about it. Turner. Okay, appreciate you, Mr. Lou. The funniest thing about it. <clears throat> and th this is what's really interesting about all of this. You got dudes in this space that think this is a game. They think it's funny. This just shows you how inept and, 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 and apathetic that, that people in this country are. Shout out to Abdul. He said, keep doing your thing, bro. This just shows you how inept and apathetic the people in this country are. Specifically black men. Turner! Specifically black men. Now white guys, they know what's going on. That's why they're, that's why they up in arms. That's why they're like, yo, something got to be done. That's why, look, they're holding rallies right now. There's a rally in Texas tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, called Stop the Steal. 
They're rallying right now. While y'all are playing games, they're like, man, look, we need to bring some awareness to this. You got, you got the freaking mainstream media cutting off the White House secretary, cutting off the president. You got them trying to make him concede, and that is not democracy. That's not how that works. Conceding is a voluntary thing. And, and it's hilarious to me because you have these leftists that claim to be left, leftists and progressives. If you know anything about leftists, if you know anything about progressives, especially leftists, they're anti-establishment. But they just voted for the establishment. In fact, they just voted for the establishment on steroids. And you're fighting to get the establishment in office. Because Joe is Mr. Establishment, Mr. Globalist. Come on, man. Let's be real. Shout out to Sandy. Appreciate. Shout out to Three Feet from Gold. He said, "Can you do a show on exit plans?" Ha! <laughs> I gotta get it together first. I gotta get it together first. I gotta do some research. I gotta do some research, and I'm not even joking. Turner! I'm not even joking. Me and my girl had a conversation about it. We had a conversation about it like, yo, we need to have a family meeting. Depending on how this goofiness plays out, we need to have a family meeting. Galen said, feminize and disarm the population. Yep. Like, do you really think, do you really think they would have been able to do what they did in Germany if they weren't dealing with a population that was already, you know, uh, rocked to sleep and then disarmed? Do you really think that? Turner! I'll tell you what, if it doesn't scare you, this is what I want you to do. When you get a chance, um, go on Netflix or whatever streaming service you have and watch the movie, The Pianist. Watch Schindler's List. Watch Enemy at the Gate. Watch pretty much any movie that has to do with World War II. 
Just go watch it real quick. Just refresh your mind. Just refresh your mind real quick. Or better yet, go watch a documentary on World War II. Watch the rise and fall of the, the, the free Nazi party. Just go, just go look at it real quick. Hey, I appreciate the uh I appreciate the donation, but I'm not reading that out loud, bro. Y'all, y'all really don't realize that certain words on this Turner! Y'all really don't realize that uh certain words certain words in this platform are trigger words. You feel me? Because when I said that earlier, look, I'll I'll talk with anybody. Everybody knows I'll go down the rabbit hole with anybody all day. Whether people believe it's a conspiracy theory or not, I'll have those conversations. But I can't really talk about those conversations because certain words, you know, that's why I got to stay away from certain words. Like I would love to go into why this is paralleling that particular party from World War II, but I know if I keep talking about it and keep saying that word, you know, it, it, you, you know how that goes. You know how that goes. But it parallels that. And I don't know why people think that because something happened back in the day, it can't happen again. It can happen again in different circumstances because whether you know it or not, there is a war being fought right now. And it's not a, it's not a war of, uh, it's not a, like a physical war with guns and bullets. It's a war of information. It's a war of subversion is being fought right now. Yeah. So Shade, I'm going to do an X-File video this weekend and talk about this at length. But this is, this is most certainly a war of subversion in a war of uh so shout out to ferocious migtow he said exit plan in the motherland passport and citizenship in december Word. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm have my freaking passport before, before this, before the beginning of next year. That's for certain. That's for certain. Turner. That's for certain. So I'm gonna tell you right now, the smart ones back in the day, they they got up out of man, they got up out of Poland, Germany, you know, all of them places. They bounced. <laughs> they bounced. They bounced. If you noticed on on uh, the pianist, they was getting ready to bounce because you gotta remember, World War Two was right behind World War One, so they. They was getting ready to bounce, but then they heard that France 
had entered the war and they thought it was about to be over. So they stuck around. <laughs> See, Walt Diddy said if Donnie J isn't POTUS in 2021, Governor Roy Cooper will push us here in NC. You said punish us here in NC. Yeah. But yeah, we we live in some we live in some interesting times. In fact, let me see if I can find this video on subversion. Let's see if I can find this video. I posted it on the community tab. I don't know if y'all looked at it. Let me see if I can find it. Okay, that video got taken down. Whatever video that was. Let's see. Okay, another video got taken down. I don't know what that was. Okay, there it is right there. An increase of salary. What know about blowing up bridges of the activity of KG. This video is not tracking trains activity to destroy things like uh, religion, government, system, political, economic, to if, if you look in a, in a dictionary or criminal code to that matter, usually is, exp is explained as a part of activity to destroy things like uh, religion, government, system, political, eco economical system of a country. And usually it's linked to espionage and such romantic things as blowing up bridges, sidetracking trains, um, clock and dagger activity in Hollywood style. Uh, when what I'm going to talk about now has absolutely nothing to do with the cliché of espionage or KGB activity of collecting information. So the greatest mistake or mis mis misconception, I think, is that uh, whenever we are talking about KGB for some strange reason, uh, starting from Hollywood movie makers to professors of political science and quote-unquote experts on, on Soviet affairs or Kremlinologists as they call themselves, they think that the most desirable thing for Andropov and the whole KGB is to steal blueprints of some supersonic jet bring it back to Soviet Union and sell it to the Soviet military-industrial complex. It's only partly true. If, if, if we take <clears throat> the whole time, money, and manpower that the Soviet Union and KGB in particular spends outside of USSR border, we will discover, of course there are no official statistics unlike with CIA or FBI, that the espionage as such occupies only 10 to 15 percent of money, time, and manpower. 15 percent. 
of the activity of KGB. The rest, 85%, is always subversion. And unlike a dictionary of English, Oxford Dictionary, subversion in Soviet terminology means always a destructive, aggressive activity aimed to destroy the country, nation, or geographical area of your enemy. So there's no romantics in there, absolutely. No blowing up bridges, no microfilms in Coca-Cola cans, nothing of that sort. No James Bond nonsense. It's most of the, this activity is overt, legitimate, and easily observable if you give yourself time and trouble to observe it. But according to the law and, and law enforcement systems of the Western civilization, it's not a crime. Exactly because of misconception, manipulation of terms. We think that subverter is a person who is going to blow up our beautiful bridges. No. Subverter is a student who comes for exchange, a diplomat, an actor, an artist, a journalist like myself. A journalist. Right? Shout out to Tight T. He said, out here in Texas, bro, no exit plan for me. I'm crippled, so I'm a goner anyway. It's just me and my 308. <laughs> I've met people from all over the world, and they say America is the last place to run to. Wow. It's jacked up. That's jacked up, man. It's jacked up. It's jacked up. Turner! It's jacked up, broski. Was 10 years ago. Now, subversion <clears throat> is an activity which is a two-way traffic. You cannot subvert an enemy which doesn't want to be subverted. If you know history of Japan, for example, before tell, uh, 20th century, Japan was... Now, I'm not going to play this whole thing because it's pretty long. If I play the whole thing, you already know it's going to be some goofiness. So we're not going to play the whole thing. But what I am going to do is I'm going to put the link in the chat room for you guys to check out at your own leisure. And I'm telling you right now, it would behoove you to actually watch it and see what he's talking about. Because if you watch what he's talking about, what he is talking about in this video, which is a fairly old video. This is an old video. This is a video from back in, it looked like the 70s or the 80s. Right? More than likely, it's probably the 80s. The way he keeps talking about Russia, it's probably the 80s, right? So, what you need to do is you need to watch this. And if you watch it, it will frighten you for the simple fact that everything that is going on right now 
he describes in this video. Everything that is going on right now, he describes it in this video. So when you get a chance, definitely want to check it out. There's the link right there in the chat room. Educate yourself on it. And you'll see what I'm talking about. But I'm about to get up out of here. Tomorrow is Saturday. I may take tomorrow off. I may take the whole weekend off. Unless something happens, if something happens, if some something in news is really uh, prevalent, something, you know, just like last Saturday, I would have took the day off, but, you know, they had them announcing Joe Biden, so I had to speak on it. So if something, you know, barring anything significant happening, I'll probably take tomorrow off. If not, I'll be coming back at you with another edition of The Street Conservative. Um... Monday, I will definitely be back Monday, and Monday we will have a afternoon episode of The Street Conservative, and then Boss Talk Radio will be coming back Monday night, so you definitely want to be on the lookout for that. I want to give a salute to everybody who tuned in. Um, and you know, you, have, you probably have people out there that have fatigue when it comes to the election probably tired of it but that's on purpose that's on purpose we want you to be tired of it because in this country when we get tired of something we just want to move on with our lives so we stop questioning stop being outraged and we we sink into apathy we seek into we sink into obsolescence. We can't do that. We gotta be we gotta be vigilant. Gotta be vigilant. I'm gonna be vigilant regardless. So I will be back either this weekend or Monday with another edition of the Street Conservative as information comes out. Y'all already know what it is. Uh, for any of you that have any articles, any information, and I appreciate all of you guys that have been sending me information that I might not know about. If you have any information or anything that you come across that is in reference to everything right now, um, definitely shoot me an email at askangryman at gmail.com. Um, but other than that, Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you click the bell so you'll be notified when we go live. And you can support the channel even after the show is over. So you can make the Cash App ring even after the stream. So support the channel. Go to Cash App, dollar sign, The Angry Man. It's greatly appreciated. And if something happens, I will be back to report on it. But I'm up out of here. I'll holler at you guys later. Deuces. And remember, stay conservative, my friend.
and my three niggas step with four four fours, cop charges with jaywalking. Trying to avoid a gray coffin. Got gray and black passe jack. We bought a K off of Voluntary assignment, cause we gave it to him anyway. Voluntary consignment. Now he's sitting in solitary confinement. Ma, he ain't an act, just with Tyler Perry, we grinding. In the telly where the birds are promised. Hand off in Buffalo like Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas. Whoa. I need a couple, y'all. If it ain't special, Benny, then I don't fuck with y'all. We had to hustle, y'all. Right. So much weight in the bins, foreign and turn into a muscle car. Caliber handle over the buckle, y'all. 99 cents, though, nigga, don't make me fuck a job. New iPhone, love how they made it. If I spoke to you, it was on a Nokia. That was my favorite. That was my favorite. That was my favorite. New iPhone, love how they made it. If I spoke to you, it was on a Nokia. That was my favorite. That was my favorite. That was my favorite. Yeah. I let one thing get a sample. Then he go and tell the rest. And that's how you lead by example. Excuses for leeches to ramble. I got a date with success and don't got a reason to cancel. But y'all hit casinos to gamble. We took risks, that's illegal. So my lawyer fees were substantial. I be with the G's and the Vandals. Kids that lead the relatives and your enemies squeezing a candle. My girl like metal soprano. She couldn't handle driving keys from Orlando in the Kia Serrano. My trap gon' feed me a Lambo. I never seen it. Still make money from it like Stevie's piano. Jealousy easy to handle. Especially when your jacket red tab with your sleeves is a mammal. I find you, leave you in shambles. Jaw broke. For a whole year they was feeding you Campbell's. Trust. Do I phone up how they made it? If I spoke to you, it was on a Nokia. That was my favorite. That was my favorite. That was my favorite. New iPhone, love how they made it. If I spoke to you, it was on a Nokia. That was my favorite. That was my favorite. Ah, the butcher coming, nigga. That was my favorite. Let's go. I learned from dealers. Get them back, then you kill them slow. I burnt my bridges, took the scraps, and then built the boat. I did. I'm earning digits. All my bitches know. My bitches I fly her anywhere long as she not too bougie to sit and coach. First time felon in 11. That's the time he facing. Damn, all that over a seven-second conversation. Tijuana plug, want the dough without no complications. If a dollar missing, he gon' buy my baby mama basement. Yeah, can't even trust the close ones. Mama tried to teach me. She did. I had a Poking out my back by time she reached me Damn. They ducking strays and discussing ways on how to beat me They can't Crooked feds and they got crooked plans on how to keep me They can't They ain't think I get it, but why they thought that? They thought that for out phones, we got rid of when we caught packs. Ah. We all different, be specific when you talk rap. Why? Uh-huh. Cause Martin turned his cheek, but Malcolm fought back. Let's go. Your new nigga. iPhone, love how they made it. If I spoke to you, it was on a Nokia. That was my favorite. That was my favorite. That was my favorite. New iPhone, love how they made it. If I spoke to you, it was on a Nokia. That was my favorite. That was my favorite. That was my favorite.
I send my praises. God bless. Rock America. They say the feds is tapping in, but they ain't hearing much. Except good boss. They ain't hearing us. Merch like the cocaine. Lord got his own lane. Humble, but I'm grimy. I put dirt up on my own name. All white safe in the black room. Mac boo. Eating brains with a half moon. Don't get your fan boo. They holler when I'm greeting the people. And before I give you pound, I can see if you evil. Yeah, killers all around me. I be keeping it legal. Bird in my pillow. I sleep with an eagle. Fleas on vacation. Delgado taking over. Yellow boxes full of soda. Mix the powder with the soldiers. About to cop a tour bus. It's crowded in the rover. Have them yelling. Why the party on the sofa? The price that I need for my wife and my seeds on my dean every day in the lab blowing steam. They talked about me, then they smiled at me afterwards. Uh, word. Yeah, yeah. Mad cause we made it out past the curve. Uh, word. They don't like that. I'll be right back. And my shooters won't leave it alone. I'll be on my way. Skin a nigga me to the bone. So leave it alone. We in a zone. Yeah, yeah. The torches can't be not your ordinary. Park you at the mortuary. Can't afford the very niggas, had to do it without them. Niggas running downhill, that's a room in the mountains. Bring the youth to the fountain, he think he knows it all. Until he do the counting, he could speak to the guard. He'll move for thousands, skin the cheek to the jaw. Never flew with a falcon, that's the least of it all. We involved, had my share, for that I care. Only to find out niggas without the black eyes scared. They bit my hand first, that won't be the last I swear. But if the plan works, they won't get the backslide